Welcome back to our podcast in Mindsight. It's been another week. How have you been doing, Yasin? As always, uh, <laughs> nice to see you, of course. Happy to, to record another episode. Um, this week's been, yeah, as always, pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, I <laughs> finally know, yeah. <laughs> I finally know the exact date of my driving exam, which is nice. going to be on the 12th of April, and I, I can't wait. Or is it an April <laughs> um, Fool's prank from your <laughs> yeah, teacher? Probably. <laughs> yeah, he actually he actually called me yesterday, so it, it's it, it's very probable, yeah. No, I think <laughs> it's actually going to be <laughs> on the 12th of April, and I'm, I'm really excited uh, that I nice. can hopefully, in about two weeks' time, finally drive by myself 10 days um, to go <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait another thing that happened this week and that just it, it, that just made my day uh was i, I have now a i'm now a tutor basically uh mm -hmm. for some some guy uh in math english and german <laughs> <laughs> and oh very nice like from who's still going to school or yeah, yeah, he's okay. still going, but n not like in our hometown. He's going to some other town, uh, to some economical school. Um, okay. And yeah, we met and everything, and I explained some stuff to him. And after we were done, he was like, "Hey, man, I, I really appreciate it uh, that you uh, take your time and kind of tutor me. And I can, I can really sense that you actually care about me understanding the stuff. Oh, very and nice. You actually motivated me to start uh, reading again. And it was just, man, <laughs> I was just <laughs> so happy. And I was like, yes, oh, I, I, nice. I made a positive impact on someone. Which, which so, grade is he in? So at that economical school, he's in 10th grade. Okay. Okay. But, you know, of course, that differs vastly from our 10th grade. But, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, and, like, are you doing it for free? Or how do you know him? How, how did the, all of that work out? Uh, <laughs> or did you get in not contact? Not for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> no, not for free. Um, no, my, my, father, my father met his father mm -hmm. in, at the train station, apparently. And they were old friends and they just started talking. And the father of, of this guy was like, hey man, my, my son's a bit struggling at school and stuff. And I know your son's pretty good at school. So ha does he have time to kind of just come over once per week and just help him with math, English and German? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I got time <laughs> on my hands. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it was a, a really nice experience. And really yeah, my day. and I mean, I guess <laughs> you're not only teaching him those subjects; you're like also giving him the whole productivity spiel there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I I already talked to him about Notion and about mm -hmm. sort of creating frameworks for different subjects and about how the brain works and how to study efficiently and about space oh, repetition <laughs> and active recall. You are and <laughs> a god when it comes to teaching. <laughs> Yeah, very and, nice uh, and i just i'm just so happy so happy that he actually appreciates it mm. and that he's actually interested in that stuff 
And as I said, he said that I motivated him to read more again and uh, oh, yeah. that he's going to start to <laughs> learn about... <laughs> recommend him to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. And I, I will also recommend to him Ali Abdal, of course, mm. his videos. And By the way, hi, if you're listening. Like not Ali Abdal, <laughs> but the guy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, short interlude here. Like, what's our plan for this episode, actually? <laughs> <laughs> So I came up with a a little bit strange idea a few weeks well, ago. Well, it's not that strange, but <laughs> um, I okay, a little bit of context. I just felt like many podcasts generally feel like they just they just come on the show and they just start talking about whatever, and the conversation just really just just flows. Uh, into unexpected uh, subjects and I, I really enjoy those kinds of of podcasts where it's just really free not not a real rigid structure and with our episodes so far uh, we've generally you know done our research and had some notes yeah. and some idea of made how up we want to our mind a bit it. before the <laughs> recording Exactly, yeah. which is you know not a problem at all. I I don't see it as a negative thing. But yeah, I, I mean, if we're talking about stoicism or something, we can't go into the episode unprepared. <laughs> um, but I thought it would be funny to just try and see what would happen if we didn't actually have a subject to talk about and just let the conversation flow naturally and just see where we end up. Hmm. So that's this episode will be a little bit of a experiment for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, re I'm really excited to see what happens yeah let's let's see where it goes i guess <laughs> yeah um okay. then i guess back to the teaching thing uh, i still have a few questions there <laughs> okay yeah um like would would you recommend that like trying to teach others as soon as possible or as early as possible <laughs> for sure 100 percent you know, as we've already established in previous episodes, teaching stuff to someone else is by far the absolute most efficient way to learn. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the Or to stuff, uh, solidify your knowledge there, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the stuff he does <clears throat> isn't necessarily, uh, you know, on a level level. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know the stuff they do in 10th grade we mm. maybe did in 8th grade or whatever um so it's not like i have to spend hours and hours first researching the topic by myself and sort of teaching myself because i already know them mm. um but it's still a very good way to kind of learn to teach and to kind of organize your thoughts and to simplify concepts so that yeah. you're your student basically really understands it and it's it's such a nice experience to have someone you know you, you're coming in to a new lesson and he has no clue what's happening <laughs> and after 10 minutes he suddenly you know starts getting excited because he actually starts to get it mm. and he can do uh, he can solve problems by himself and uh, he gets really motivated by that and also for you as the tutor basically to motivate him and to kind of spark that motivation for learning it's, it's just a a very nice experience this, that goes far beyond just teaching stuff wow you seem pretty hyped about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I also sure. thought about like 
picking up tutoring now that I'm at university and stuff. I mean, school students could profit from <laughs> maths and physics knowledge or something. <laughs> For sure. There. Yeah, man, do it. So, I can... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's actually like recommended. <laughs> coming back to the learning yourself thing. There's like actually um, a technique uh, <laughs> that describes this whole process. It's the like Feynman technique, <laughs> where you yeah. when when you pick up a new subject, where you like try to condense it down in a way in which you could teach it to someone else, or where you like actually like if you're learning in a group with your friends where you like actually try to teach the subject to your friends who maybe also learned about the topic and g can give you criticism and then like you can switch uh, roles <laughs> and the next one has to give a better presentation about the same uh, subject and stuff yeah i guess it's like quite helpful at least i noticed that as well when we were doing like homework correction together like the past semester um whenever i uh, like try to explain what i did in this specific task <laughs> i really have to think about uh the yeah the underlying structure of the problem and how can you tackle it because like for yourself oftentimes everything makes perfect sense in the way which you're doing yeah. it but <laughs> when you have to communicate it to someone else then yeah <laughs> quite difficult yeah and that way i think you quickly realize where your holes are in your knowledge mm. and where you might think intuitively oh yeah i know that i know that for sure uh, but no. <laughs> once you actually have to explain it, <laughs> it you you start to see okay i didn't actually understand that part mm. that good uh, that well or uh, i don't know with that problem i sort of just uh when the hit when the hat and did whatever <laughs> and somehow and like got the, the correct solution and it's always helpful when like the person you're teaching to uh like asks why <laughs> why is it yeah. that way <laughs> and then you're oh shit i never thought about that <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i think someone mentioned in a video about the Feynman technique that you have to imagine you're sitting in front of a five-year-old Mm. who's constantly asking why and why yeah, yeah. you know little children tend to do that <laughs> whatever you explain to them okay but why you know the, the sky is blue okay but why because i don't know why, why is the sky blue <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, wasn't it some with reflections of the particles um like, why is what is blue? blue the sky the sky the sky uh the sky not this guy the the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I understood it wrong. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's about uh, diffraction of light. <laughs> what yeah, does it okay. mean? Like, if if like a particle, if like photons of different wavelengths, uh, like get into the atmosphere from above. Um, depending on their wavelength, they're like diffracted uh, in different directions, kind of um that means like they are oh that's <laughs> it's so difficult to explain in english but what happens is like um longer wavelengths like red light and orange and green light and stuff they get the diffracted more than the blue light and the blue light can penetrate the atmosphere uh, better yeah. therefore and like reaches us okay. more or less nice i guess <laughs> Or was it that way or was it... The, I don't think even that's true. 
because ah, who cares it's physics <laughs> yeah <laughs> for some reason I, I remember something about reflection reflection that yeah, it somehow yeah. reflects that wavelength yeah. length and therefore the sky appears blue yeah but i i'm i'm not sure let's oh. not let's hmm. not be stuck yeah <laughs> yeah who cares it's it's nerd talk here <laughs> i think my explanation was even wrong because like sunsets everything is red yeah think so the shorter but nah, who cares let's go on let's go on <laughs> sure so uh, i've talked about my week now i think uh <laughs> it's enough about my week yeah let's okay sure jump into your week, but we maybe. we need to fill an hour here so we can talk about yours <laughs> but yeah let's of let's course, go to, if you let's want go to. to my week um if okay. you think there's any anything so i'm more interesting about it <laughs> what do you mean if you think there's any anything more interesting about my week, then... Well, sure. I don't know your week, but... <laughs> like, I haven't been living through your week, so I can't say that much with it. But, yeah. Um, True. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's go on, let's go on. So, my week is... Yeah, yeah, I'm coming close to the end of my first semester here. Like, one exam still left here. Still, like, learning a bunch every day, therefore. <laughs> like, doing test exams and stuff. And up until now, like, um, my exams have been quite good, I'd say, uh, with the exception of the last one, because, like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of, like, accusing professors for the way of teaching and stuff, because, like, but <laughs> okay, you first of all have to do it better, <laughs> but in this case, I, I, I don't know, I, I, nothing against him as a person, let's say, but against his style of uh, preparing exams or like doing exams and teaching it's for me at least not that helpful to <laughs> uh yeah yeah to, to write a good exam or to like learn in an effective way and as far as i know so far like in this particular analysis exam <laughs> many people will probably have flunked already <laughs> like they know in advance <laughs> or shit and all of the other guys who were like pretty good this semester, they also said like, "Man, that I don't know <laughs> that exam that won't turn out good." But yeah, it's just great. That um, just a side thing here now. Um, other than that, um, because like the next semester begins again soon, I like had to select a few philosophy courses again, or like I wanted to do that because like yeah. For all of you who don't know that out there, um, apart from uh, studying physics, like as a main thing, I'm also kind of interested in philosophy. Therefore, I'm taking a few courses on philosophy. And what's like pretty amazing there is um, that in the subject of natural philosophy, I like will have um, Harald Lesch as a professor <laughs> next semester. And yeah. he probably only is like a yeah known figure here around in the german area i guess um because he's like yeah quite quite famous also he's appearing uh on tv um talking about different subjects like climate change or like space and astronomy and stuff and um his background is like uh he's been studying philosophy and also physics as far as i know so yeah <laughs> kind of doing the same as I am doing right now. So, yeah, he, I guess for the American guys, it can be compared with uh, who, who, who's 
Was it Neil deGrasse Tyson? Or Neil deGrasse Tyson, Or yeah. was it yeah. Bill Nye the Science Guy? <laughs> I don't know how they're called. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are more yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of bringing science to the public in that yeah. sense. Like on yeah, TV he's and pretty famous. I, I think in Germany he might be the most famous physicist and sort of yeah. public academic figure in Germany. Yeah, public scientific yeah, he, figure there. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder how like his teaching style will be there. And yeah, overall, like also the subjects of uh, next semester are quite cool because especially the courses that he is teaching, they combine like philosophy and physics, which I've been like looking for all the time there. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Do, do you have an example for a course next semester? Um, an example in which sense, like uh, what what we are like doing the name there? Of a course, exactly. Um, yeah. Wait, I can quickly bring up the course schedule thing there. Give me a second. <laughs> I have sure to log thing. in. Um, oof, that's difficult to translate, I guess, but. Um, kind of um okay that's a rough translation of the title here like um the fields where you can apply like natural philosophy from quantum physics to the beginning of life <laughs> like that's a the name of a course here and like we're um wait a second oh come on load up please <laughs> <laughs> okay again yeah. so like we're in this course like we are talking about the beginning of life and cosmology and <laughs> philosophy and uh engineering and yeah i think that that will be an awesome course for me i guess because it's like bringing together <laughs> philosophy and physics you know or like philosophy and uh technical stuff here yeah sounds great we'll see how that goes <laughs> um cool. and yeah i guess we can also talk about a bit more on the podcast uh in the later episode when i actually learned about something about that <laughs> yeah sure man I, i can't wait to hear yeah. also about <laughs> harald lesh of course um because as i said he is he is pretty famous i mean it's yeah. hard to yeah, find i mean like sort of just because he's famous that doesn't mean that he's like a good teacher or something <laughs> maybe he's just like yeah, but reading think, a script I on tv who is, knows but. because he has he has quite a few like lectures and stuff on youtube mm. and that even i have watched even though i may not be that interested in <laughs> <laughs> physics um mm. but they're they're great i think he's a he's a great lecturer and he's really passionate about that stuff you can you can really no, sense no. it <laughs> the only thing i like heard sometimes about him is that like on a personal level he's like not that <laughs> of a nice guy <laughs> okay like yeah I, I, but who cares that's like i have to like uh, get my uh get like an impression for myself there i guess sure <laughs> we'll see how that goes And yeah, um, again, back uh, your next semester, I also applied for a Japanese course at the uh, University Language Center. Like. 
That's great. Because um, you, you like I had like my one year Duolingo experience with Spanish almost now. Like I think two months or so are still left. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think picking up new languages is so much fun. And I want to get back into like kind of a classroom setting to compare it again with uh, Duolingo and stuff. And then, yeah, <laughs> sure. That's my plan, I guess. <laughs> Great. Okay, that Japanese course, will it be for the entire semester or even two or three semesters? How, how does um, it work? Okay, so it will only be for this semester because like university courses are kind of structured that way. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, I will basically there are like different language levels where you can select from like there's this system from a to c which you're also familiar like a yep. is beginner level and c is like it's your uh it's your uh how is it called in english like uh, <laughs> like the language you grew up with or what's that called <laughs> um your your mother tongue tongue no nah, i don't your... know whether that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the of... german old-fashioned way to yeah. say it yeah Wait. whatever this means we're not on level c2 or something yet no <laughs> because we don't know that but um yeah. yeah and there are like also different subcategories like a 1.1 a 1.2 a 1.3 and stuff and like i did a i chose like a combined one of a 1.1 and a 1.2 and that will be like i think three hours a week which i can happily spare if it's for like language learning <laughs> yeah and yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes and good thing is if i don't like it i can always like uh, drop out <laughs> whenever i want <laughs> cool. because i don't get any credits anyways for that i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man sounds great yeah japanese gosh I, I think I'm I'm still stuck with sort of the Latin languages mm -hmm. for now. I think yeah. as I mentioned, <laughs> I'm I'm still learning Italian. I think after that I first want to learn Spanish. Mm -hmm. And Oh, we have to talk in that, Spanish then. Podcast episode in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I oh think that God. won't work out good. I mean, we're already <laughs> struggling in English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, that, that will sound like two kindergarten children trying to have a conversation. <laughs> um, Why? Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but after Italian, I think I want to start with Spanish. And after that, I really want to learn Greek. Oh, because, why? Like, uh, why we Spanish to... and why Greek? Okay, um, maybe first why Italian before Spanish? Because okay, yeah, I actually sure. decided between Italian and Spanish. Um, Italian because I knew it would be in in a in a way a lot easier than Spanish because I mm -hmm. can already speak Romanian, and Italian is basically seventy percent Romanian or the other way around, whatever. <laughs> and but doesn't that make it like different? Uh, difficult to differentiate like yeah it does it does actually and there are a lot of words that are exactly the same like mm -hmm. exactly the same there are words that are so simple but for some reason are completely different <laughs> um and 
Yeah, it's hard to differentiate. But I actually talked to a family friend who who lives in Italy, who also speaks Romanian. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, when you try to speak Italian, just imagine you speak Romanian, but with a very thick accent. <laughs> and you're there <laughs> and that actually actually really helps when i try to speak mm. um but yeah italian was just a I, I don't know i just fell in love with italy and i just really wanted yeah, to learn the, the language Godfather, you know <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was part of the reason and yeah i really enjoyed so far so there was that and spanish of course i think for the for similar reasons um as you is because Spanish is just a pretty important global language, mm. and a I lot mean, of you can like speak Spanish. Cover the whole, with the exception of uh, Brazil, you can cover like the whole of South America, <laughs> yeah, and also parts of North America with that, <laughs> like yeah. getting around. And I think once you know, once I can, as I can already speak Romanian, and once I I learn Italian, then learning Spanish. I guess mm. won't be that hard. Although, as you said, it, it may be confusing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it times. will get so confusing, actually, because um, I learn, learned French like before, as well as you did, uh, on a quite, yeah, uh, yeah good level, I'd, I'd say. <laughs> and especially and especially in the beginning, I got so confused in both languages. Like, when I was trying to speak French, I fell back into the new learned Spanish patterns yeah. and then like people would look at me what <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> that sounds yeah, not yeah. French and like the other way around um you all also like get back in the, the basic structures of French like <laughs> je suis and not uh, <laughs> you soy <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. I, w lately when I've been like really tired and mm -hmm. try to talk Romanian to my mom, I actually start to confuse French words with Romanian words and so sort of use the Italian structure for them and it just gets very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just well, give up and talk in German. <laughs> that, <laughs> would would you say that you're more proficient in German than Romanian? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm way more proficient in German. Although in both I may be considered C2, mm -hmm. I when it comes to, you know, writing like academic texts uh, <laughs> or whatever, I'm definitely more proficient in German. But I think like is, when it comes wait, to... Wait, is your like Romanian comparable to your English maybe? Or is it better? Yeah, even? yeah, for sure. I th yeah, I think they're on a very similar level. Okay. Um, okay, that makes it like kind of comparable for me too, because yeah, <laughs> English yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Although I think Romanian maybe may be a bit better, just because mm -hmm. I'm so used to talking to Romanian people, that's just become automatic. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I speak English, I still have to sometimes just you know think of the sentence structure mm -hmm. and all that. Um, and Romanian is just completely automatic as it is in German. But as I said, when it comes to writing, like more academically i definitely struggle a bit more in romanian mm. um just because i'm i'm not so used to reading academic <laughs> but, stuff but why would you like write academically in romanian <laughs> i don't know i, th I think it, it would be pretty nice to like have three languages at least mm. where you're like on a c1 c2 level 
would be mm. pretty cool. Aiming quite high there. <laughs> yeah, but just imagine if you could speak German, English, and Romanian on you know, a very, very high level. I mean, and you then, can, like, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, maybe I'm just a little bit perfect, uh, perfectionist, perfectionistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here, oh, uh, but language I, I level drop to B. <laughs> <laughs> B one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've just noticed when it comes to writing, you know, a little more formal or even just talking a little more formal, mm. I struggle quite a bit more in Romanian, whereas in English or German. Yo, no problem. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just an ambition of mine to maybe start reading more in Romanian to get used to certain you know expressions and a higher way of talking. <laughs> more professional, yeah. yeah. Um, more professional. What would you like? Like, what are the benefits of speaking Romanian for? Like, I don't know, a German guy, an, an English guy, <laughs> an American guy. Because, or are there any benefits of learning it? Okay, so you mean if there was a random American guy and wants to learn Romanian, what would be the benefits of it? Yeah, maybe, basically, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, honestly, not many. Mm. Because, uh, and I'm saying this as objectively as I can, uh, mm. there are not that many people on the planet that actually can speak romanian it's not like you how, know, how many people live there actually oh, gosh 80 million maybe oh that's wait let me actually about the same as um, okay you look it up okay yeah let me actually look that up <laughs> oh oh there are less wait <laughs> you're wait. going extinct or what <laughs> i think there are only 20 million oh wow that's not that wait many. I mean, no. nothing against Romanians. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought there were way more, or at least more than 50 million, but 20 million is quite... Okay, wow. I didn't expect hmm. that. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> as, as we can see, <laughs> there are yeah. really not that many Romanian people in the world and or people who speak Romanian. And I think as a Latin, because Romanian is heavily influenced by like Slavic languages mm -hmm. and by Russian. And uh, of course, its base, its foundation is in the Latin language. It can get quite confusing when it comes to grammar and expressions and sort of the, the articles like in Romanian, you don't have like the, like in English or <laughs> that it does like in German. Mm -hmm. You actually have even more of what? Can, <laughs> no, no, you actually only can differentiate between different articles, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, by modifying the end of each word. Okay. So each case and article has a different ending and depending on like the gender of that word and all that and the context in which you're saying it, mm. it has a different modified ending. So it can get quite confusing. Mm. And honestly, if I were to teach Romanian, like Romanian grammar, <laughs> I think I would struggle quite a bit yeah. because I just learned it intuitively without like taking out grammar books and doing exercises. Mm. So... Of course, subjectively, I would say, yeah, it's, it's worth it learning Romanian. 
uh, but objectively as a latin language you're way better off with spanish or italian mm -hmm. just because they i think they're just more clear and easier to understand with the grammar romanian is just next level latin slavic russian <laughs> mixture <laughs> everything mixing together all right yeah oh okay yeah that's a nice image reader um yeah no i guess becoming a romanian teacher in germany why not <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean yeah, what would be the requirements even hmm. well, to become a teacher yeah like to become to teach languages do you have to have a degree or something no i think there are special courses for mm -hmm. people who want to do that and you i think the courses last maybe maximum six months okay. and after that you get like a certificate that you are allowed to teach people your language nice you know why not would would be pretty cool but i think there's just a a lack of demand <laughs> for learning well learning. who cares <laughs> i mean for example I, i guess you're moving to munich for studying and stuff Who knows? Yeah, most likely. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> It's probably quite niche, but I guess there will be people who want to learn it. Well, when when you are in Romania, do you have like an accent, like when you're speaking, a noticeable German accent or are there like <laughs> comparable to Germany, different accents in different areas? Um. Okay, I, I will tackle the second question first, mm -hmm. just because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are definitely every region has its own like accent and also its own stereotypes. I think similar <laughs> to probably like the US states or mm -hmm. the German sort of states. states. Yeah, we also have states. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely. I think I, I don't remember all of them, but I know that, for example, there are There is a state where people say, okay, those people are just very like laid back and lazy. And even when they talk, they talk like <laughs> really slowly. And there, uh, there's another area where people say, okay, those people are just stressed all the time and, mm. you know, high functioning sociopaths and just care about money. And, you know, are you coming from there? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I think I don't actually know the stereotype from, for my like region. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely there are different regions, different accents, and I think also just a different mentality when it comes to living your life, for sure. Um, like, is it, it like that big of a difference between the regions? Because like, okay, Germany, there are some differences, but I wouldn't say they are major. Mm. Ah, that's a hard question, actually. <laughs> I, I think in German, they can be quite extreme. Espe okay, especially what, what are you think thinking about, about? <laughs> like Bavaria and sort of the very north of Germany mm -hmm. or like east what, of Germany. What, what do you have in mind exactly there? Or is I it know, difficult to like pinpoint it down? I think it's difficult be just because I, um, <laughs> I don't care much about those kind of mm -hmm. stereotypes. Uh, but we often hear like, Bavaria has sort of a a kind of special place. <laughs> we are we are kind of special in, yeah, in a way, yeah. and don't want to be the part of, of the great Germany here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and no. sort of a little more independent, maybe. And mm -hmm. people in the north talk about Bavarians like uh, yo being the strange, those strange people. 
Ja, um, ja. Who like to drink beer all the time and wear Lederhosen and no, I mean when you're German that you know that that's not actually the case, I guess. I think it's I think actually the states are like more similar to each other than we think. And it's just another case of uh we want to be individuals, let's <laughs> uh especially yeah. like when it comes to partying and stuff and Oktoberfest, like we are so different from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's one of those cases again where we are actually more similar than we think but just because we're neighbors like <laughs> we have to differentiate us like from the others. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. It's very likely. Um but again back to like the different <laughs> Romanian regions I I don't think the difference are differences are that extreme either. And you know, of course, it depends on your upbringing, and you know, on on every person and part. You can't like generalize it too much, but <laughs> I've noticed that those stereotypes are, in in many cases, very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And not even in a like negative way. Just notice that mm. uh, I I'm at a point now where I can pretty quickly tell where someone is from, mm -hmm. like approximately <laughs> and just by the way he like behaves and talks or you know uh on his or her perspective on life and mm -hmm. how a good life should be lived and all that and yeah it, i think it's pretty fun but i think every country has that yeah every probably just i mean texas and california <laughs> <laughs> for example yeah, exactly. um Okay, and then to the like first question, do you have an, an accent, like a German accent or like from the region where your family you uh, was coming from or yeah. No. Um okay, it's going to be a little bit of a longer answer because my mother actually uh comes from like Moldavia, which is mm -hmm. part of Romania, but like it, it's part of it, but at the same time It's sort of a little more independent. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's similar to Bavaria and the rest of Germany. <laughs> I mean, Bavaria is part of Germany, but at the same time, it's it's a little more independent, mm -hmm. uh, or at least uh, likes to think. It yeah, is. <laughs> likes to think. Usually, yes. <laughs> and yeah, so so she's from Moldavia, and actually, when the people from Moldavia has have a very thick Russian accent. Like when they're talking, like is Moldavia you, in the east of Romania or something? Yeah, yeah, it, it's more in the east. And I have to look up where Romania even is on the map. Actually, like <laughs> I know it's in Eastern <laughs> Europe, but <laughs> but yeah, go ahead uh, while I look that up, please. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the people from Moldavia general generally have or Moldova. I don't know, man. I think Moldova in Moldova in uh, English actually. Yeah. Um, ah, it's so next to Ukraine Mo and Hungary and Serbia, Bulgaria. Okay. Yeah. So the people from Moldova generally have a very thick Russian accent. So when they talk, you, as a non-native speaker, you probably can differentiate between Russian and Moldavian. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it's Romanian, but just very <laughs> a very thick accent or dialect. And actually, my grandmother like didn't allow more or less her children to talk in that accent mm -hmm. because it wasn't it was kind of looked down upon 
Um, <laughs> the Bavarian accent. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's similar. And she kind of insisted that, um, like my mother and her siblings learn like the formal Romanian, mm. like in German, Hochdeutsch, yeah. without any accent or dialect. Um, so yeah, and after they lived there for a while, they moved to um, basically the other part of the country, the very, uh, the very, very west part of the country, mm -hmm. and that's usually where we go. Like that's where most of our like um, family members are, and yeah. So that's maybe just a little bit of background story. So I don't have the. Moldavian accent just because my mom never talked in that accent and mm -hmm. she, she didn't teach us um I talk like in the normal Romanian way but at the same time for many years I had a very thick French accent actually I didn't have a German accent I had a French How accent for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it wasn't you know it wasn't necessarily the way I pronounced the words mm -hmm. uh the most the biggest problem I had was pronouncing the R, mm -hmm. which is similar in Italian and Spanish, like the trilled or rolled yeah. R. And I still still struggle with it, and I still don't have it I can, quite yet. I can only talk with the trilled R. It's so difficult to... <laughs> I don't know really? whether the listeners noticed already, but that's a Bavarian accent thing, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I would see. I would be so happy if I had it because I, I, I've trained uh, now for many months to kind of talk more with the trill to road R, but for mm. some reason my tongue just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, mock me, go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, for many years, uh, years I had a pretty strong accent, but now people tell me that I actually don't have any accent at all, mm -hmm. and they couldn't differentiate be between me and a native speaker. Damn, like that's the best compliment you can get. There. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes me really happy because for many years I was really insecure about that, mm -hmm. and I really felt sort of out of place because I kind of heard my accent. Uh, well, I heard that I didn't talk like a native speaker exactly. Mm -hmm. But now people tell me, look, I, I wouldn't even notice that you're not from Romania. Like, I, I wouldn't ask you, where are you from, from Europe? I would ask you, which part of Romania are you from? <laughs> and this, that's really great. Mm. <laughs> Makes yeah, me nice. really proud. Nice. Okay. Um, I guess this episode is kind of Romanian right now. So we can go <laughs> with the theme. Like, when, sure. if, if I were to visit Romania, like next week or something. Which yeah. places would you recommend me to go? Oh, man. <laughs> or is, um, is there something you have to see in Romania? Or what's special about your culture? Or just, I don't know. <laughs> I guess okay, that's a difficult there. question again, because if, we were, if I were asked about Bavarian culture right now, I'd be like quite blank also. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think the culture question is quite hard, but there are a lot of you know, beautiful places. I feel like... Romania has <laughs> has it all like mm -hmm. mountains and uh like mountains and like the 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 Black Sea yeah and, and actually I see like it's beaches. bordering the Black Sea here mm. yeah and and I think also like a little part of a desert and also just re really flat land and I I feel like Romania has it all <laughs> if I'm quite <laughs> honest and but a a place I would definitely visit visit is of course uh, the Bran Castle 
in Transylvania, mm-hmm. where legend says that Dracula has lived, or you know, oh yeah, the, the nice. person Dracula is <laughs> based on has actually lived. Um, you have to like stay it. overnight at the castle there. <laughs> See how uh, spooky it gets. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they allow you to actually stay there. Um, maybe they well, did for a few years. I don't know. Who cares I, about I think rules? It was a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hide in some corner and yeah, and I mean, or there. in the forest around there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's very beautiful, and of course, the Black Sea is great. Just in the, in the summer, especially mm. going there, it's yeah, you, you feel exactly like at a beach in Italy or or Spain. It's it's just amazing, and other than that, there are many like monasteries, of course, mm. uh, because Romania is quite big on like the sort of religious culture, mm. and there are many like beautiful places and monasteries and all that and yeah man there are many more places and i actually kind of blank right now let me <laughs> let me look some stuff up yeah i guess whatever comes to your mind <laughs> fancy though yeah so you definitely recommend paying a visit to romania someday oh yeah yeah huh? for sure for sure very nice i think there there are some places where you just or actually many places where you just feel like completely traveled back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, just with its many castles, like Romania has a ton of castles. And also, oh yeah, the, the sort of the parliamentary um, house in Parliament. Bucharest. <laughs> Parliament, yeah. <laughs> Parliament uh, in, uh, in Bucharest is, I don't know if it's not the biggest parliament building in europe it might be mm-hmm. um it's like, also very uh, with people being in parliament or just size of no it? I, the, the building okay in of itself and it's it's really amazing Let and great and big and whatever so yeah there are definitely a lot of places Ooh, damn, of course, that thing is huge <laughs> 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 what the fuck Wow, that thing is huge. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I never actually went there. I, I really want to visit maybe maybe even this like year if it's possible. But palace worthy of a king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean it's full of corruption, but it's, it's Yeah, yeah, that's what I also wanted to like <laughs> ask you. <laughs> what about the whole corruption spiel in Romania? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean I feel like there's some level of corruption in every every country, mm-hmm. uh, but in <laughs> yes, Romania it's also just in Germany apparently, as we saw <laughs> the past. Yeah, yeah, for weeks. sure. But I feel like in <laughs> countries like like Germany, it's way even if it happens. Let's say in theory it happens exactly the same amount as it happens in Romania, which I doubt. But mm. let's just let's just say it happens in Germany. It's way more like you know behind one's back and not so in your face you you as a normal citizen don't really notice it mm-hmm. whereas in romanian it's just it's just straight in your face like they don't even try to hide it it's not even a secret you know it's just in your face oh man <laughs> <laughs> and the corruption is yeah it's it's pretty bad and most politicians in romanian uh got to their position just because of context just because mm-hmm. of their network most of them don't even have like 
eight classes uh, or eight grades in school finished or <laughs> barely got to through a levels and so they just got their position yeah. because of their daddy yeah yeah pretty okay. much that's <laughs> that's a good way to put it oh well and but romania is part of bad. the eu isn't it yeah it is and okay. the problem is even though the eu might you know invest money and uh, try to you know help to improve the infrastructure structure mm -hmm. and everything like 90 of the money goes into the politician's pocket Oof, and as yeah. i said it's 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 really in your face you can't they, they don't they don't even bother to hide it <laughs> they don't care uh, like the president the current president of romania um has like i don't know how many houses a mm -hmm. million uh, euro houses all over romania Oof. and You know, and if someone asks him, you know, where where did you get your money from? He he's never able to answer the question. <laughs> and when people ask him, you know, why have you used those? I don't know, twenty, thirty million euros to build better streets, uh, to improve the infrastructure, to invest in education. He just he just blanks. He has no idea. <laughs> really? He's oh no man. Clue. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's pretty terrible. So, is it? Like actually dangerous to travel to Romania then, or just if you would way? Because like of the corruption. Yeah, you mean? I, I don't know. I mean, is it like a, a mafia structure or is it just corruption? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're the same thing. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, killing it's... people and just corruption. No, I don't know. <laughs> No, uh, no, it's definitely not dangerous. At mm -hmm. least I, I've never perceived it as dangerous, or not more dangerous than you know Italy or Spain or anything where you know the system is quite similarly fucked up mm -hmm. <laughs> in many ways. So no, no, definitely not dangerous. But okay. I think is it then dangerous to be, to be like in the opposition? Go on, I like, like you. Uh, sorry, uh, is it like dangerous to be in the opposition, like in Russia? Opposition in like a uh, op uh, oppositional party? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's as extreme as in Russia. Again, I'm not that educated on Romanian politics all mm -hmm. that much, but yeah, the opposition is pretty much non-existent i would say oh man or at least very weak still very weak although mm -hmm. in the last few years if, as i've understood the opposition has become a little more powerful let's say a little more influential mm -hmm. but still not enough to fight all that corruption oh man like <laughs> like um nothing against you guys but like what i'm asking myself is how did you get into the eu <laughs> <laughs> because like the no. eu has like those uh standard those standards which like turkey because of which turkey can't be part of the eu because yeah. they are not like uh what's the word in english like oof rechtsstaat uh, like not that democratic let's put it that way <laughs> if yeah. corruption is yeah i have no idea to be honest Uh, how we got into the EU in the first place, and how the EU apparently just doesn't doesn't see what what's happening, mm. and just maybe I again I don't know exactly what the EU does, but it just seems like they keep pumping money and saying, look, we have the we help those countries, but the politicians, as I said, they just put it in their own pocket, build 
tons of houses, million dollar mansions. Well, one way or the other, it flows into infrastructure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you should become a politician in Romania, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your problem? I, I, I'm investing into infrastructure. Who cares who's owning it? <laughs> But yeah, I've I've no idea what's happening there, and I'm not again not that educated on Romanian mm. EU politics. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean that's very specific, <laughs> a very specific field there. Okay. Yeah. Um. What What about What about the people there? Are they like more open-minded than in Germany, or how? Yeah, <laughs> culture-wise, I guess. Well, it depends very much on how you define open-mindedness in, in this mm. case. Open-minded, uh, like if you're going there as a tourist, are they like, foreigner, stay away? Or are they like, oh, come <laughs> home to me, like we're having a party this night? <laughs> yeah, definitely that, the latter. You can join us. <laughs> <laughs> definitely the latter. I think Romanians are very, when it comes to other cultures and tourists and all that, very open. Maybe mm -hmm. It, it I think when if you came there as you know a, a German guy, I think you might might actually be a bit shocked mm -hmm. by their like openness and it, it actually happens they just want to invite you to the party or to the home look really we, we are nice. we have barbecue tonight don't you want to come and maybe the, you've talked to them like for five minutes and only asked about directions <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they may have already told you about their whole family and their mm -hmm. aunt and how they have a bar barbecue tonight and uh, if you if you want to come <laughs> so oh, that's uh, nice. in 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 that aspect definitely very open very warm mm -hmm. um especially you know to foreigners i don't i i don't feel like they have any problem with that whereas i feel like in germany Germans are initially a little bit more reserved towards oh, yeah, foreigners <laughs> and only after some time. And I think also after you kind of prove yourself to be a, a educated human being, yeah. um, they kind of open up friend. more. You don't have to be yeah. educated. You just have to be, I mean, I don't think you have to be educated <laughs> to be worthy to join the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> no not not in that way but i think you you still have to prove yourself that you have a certain level of you know of respect of good yeah. manners yeah. and all that sure and of course depending on Romania, social service also, i guess but yeah of course i think remains also important uh, those aspects that mm. but there are in many cases i think secondary when it comes to meeting new people Uh, did you see you think you're 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 nice you're a nice guy and they just invite you everywhere and <laughs> are really really helpful so yeah and okay. I um yeah go on go on finish your thoughts sorry no sure go ahead <laughs> nothing more to add yeah um and overall you like mentioned that um the church is like still quite strong in romania overall so would you consider their mindset as being a bit more conservative oh man generally i or also like split between uh, like countryside and cities and i don't know <laughs> like oh that's that's for sure yeah but i feel like lately again i'm not that educated i'm just making wild <laughs> guesses uh out from intuition but i feel like in romania um over the last few years the gap between sort of the liberal between liberalism and conservatism has become quite big mm -hmm. and i i don't really see 
con let's say conservatives, quote unquote conservatives, um, having much power mm -hmm. recently. I feel like Roman is very much on a way to um, become a pretty um, a country, let's say, um, controlled <laughs> more by like liberalism mm -hmm. than like rather younger than people, conservatism. I guess, more than gain more importance, probably. Yeah, younger people. I think much of it may also be like let's say requirements of the EU, um, certain things mm. that so the EU um, is actually doing really. Like <laughs> something <laughs> yeah i feel like the u.s very much influencing politics mm. because internally our politicians let's say in, in romania don't really do much and don't really have a clue what they're doing <laughs> and most of the stuff they do are actually is actually coming from um like external factors mm -hmm. or other powers um so i would say the gap is quite big and i don't know if it's a 50 50 Uh, like ratio but i wouldn't say no i wouldn't say romania is conservative in that sense okay Although which, which u.s state would like you compare it to <laughs> u.s state gosh yeah. if you know enough about u.s politics there i don't know <laughs> mm. that's actually man it's actually pretty hard okay on a spectrum between california and texas <laughs> <laughs> well the easy answer is somewhere in the middle <laughs> oh well <laughs> no i think as i said i, I could to the really, right of texas I really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. i, I can't really make out which uh which sort of it, it, whether liberalism or conservatism is, is like more influential mm -hmm. right now in romania but it it feels like liberalism has more power as of now okay and there have okay. been many reforms and many new laws uh, that have been put in place that you know conservatives didn't like at all <laughs> <laughs> or like let's say hardcore conservatives mm -hmm. and like yeah in but, every state i guess <laughs> yeah okay but i think when it comes to as i mentioned sort of this religious mindset and all those you know monasteries and religion is still quite important i would say in, in romania mm. Um, so in in that aspect, maybe not that secularized. Is mm. that the word? Yes. Um, but I f I feel like most people that are still like very hardcore religious and conservatives are generally very old people or mm. people who have lived their whole life in Romania and like haven't experienced any other way of living or just uh, were stayed on the countryside their whole life um, with the little farm. <laughs> <laughs> And that may sound like a little bit, you know, stereotypical, but I, I really feel that way. And younger people are generally very critical of like the um, Romanian church and of religion in general, I think. Um, yeah. But again, that's just wild guesses from my part. Mm -hmm. Was like Romania part of the Soviet Union back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, my mom actually, uh, let's say, grew up, quote unquote, in communism. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she has she has all kinds of all kinds of stories and uh, all kinds of pretty pretty fucked up experiences Oof. Uh, oh, with with communism. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I actually think that communism has heavily influenced the way 
Romanians, like the Romanian mentality, I think. In which way? Even though I think it's it's very hard to, to pin down, but I feel like it's not necessarily that Romanians want to like have communism back. Mm. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who actually wants communism back. Um, except maybe for my genius uncle, mm-hmm. <laughs> whom I've talked to. <laughs> you and know, there's always the stretch uncle in the family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's definitely the one. Um, which I find strange because he grew up in communism and saw how terrible it was, and he still wishes that Romania became mm. like communist again. I'm just like, okay, what? Um, <laughs> it's hard to pin down, but I feel like communism has has influenced kind of the Romanian mentality to this day and and probably every country so like in the sense of, of openness and sharing or mm, or maybe just, yeah. yeah now that you mention it maybe that kind of this helpful attitude and like the neighbors help each other out and all that comrade maybe, come over to my barbecue <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's pretty much it and you know if someone like in in Romania, I, th- I feel like it's pretty normal, especially like in in smaller cities or in the countryside, to just go to your neighbor and say, "Hey, look, um, we have a barbecue right now, and uh, we don't have enough wine. Do you have anything? You mm. can come over and celebrate with us." And it's just completely normal, you know. It okay. it doesn't even. Uh, and then the neighbor may be like, "Okay, I have wine, and I I have." Uh, I have uh, like a six pack of beer and I also have some leftover turkey or whatever and they bring all of the stuff and they make the <laughs> salad and it's just a very normal thing to just share and That's cool. you know, yeah. be pretty selfless. Sounds so like maybe that, that may stem from communism sort of mm. helping each other out. I don't know. <laughs> sounds sounds like a just... nice place to like live together, I guess. <laughs> so... One last cl- question about Romania here, um, sure. like for my part. Um, I, I guess you're not that proficient in Romanian foreign politics, but like, how how is your relationship with your neighbors there, like with uh, Hungary, Ukraine, Bulgaria, and Serbia? <laughs> I see here. Those are the yeah, okay. neighbors, I guess. <laughs> about Bulgaria and Serbia, I can't actually say that much because really, I've I've no clue. About Hungary, <laughs> there's a whole different story, man. I mean, Hungary and Romania have a a, a, a such a strong rivalry; like they hate each other. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, it's I don't actually know Germany comical. and Austria, or even worse. <laughs> even worse, <laughs> even worse. It's no, it's because you know historically the um, Hungarians have claimed sort of this Transylvanian region and some other regions of Romania for themselves. Mm-hmm. And Romanians, of course, have claimed it for themselves. And this sort of historical um, historical rivalry has just kept on going until today. And you often... What I actually found when, I, when we were in Transylvania and visiting Castle Bran, you know, the Dracula castle, mm. there were actually... Um, there was actually a restaurant... And at the reception, the receptionist refused to talk Romanian to us. She only talked Hungarian because she said, this is Hungarian land and this belongs to Hungary, even though it clearly belongs to Romania. 
and all yeah. kinds of stunts like that <laughs> and where people just refuse to talk uh, to you in, in Romanian because they think it belongs to Hungary and all that and then you uh, have to fake like the English tourist I guess to get around <laughs> exactly um and you know especially when it comes to things like football and all that like mm. huge <laughs> rivalry, in, uh, rivalry there is, is. <laughs> yeah definitely they they, they low-key hate each other okay uh, when it comes to romania and ukraine or romania and russia it's also a very difficult relationship let's say um because there's a part of moldova um which i've i forgot how it's called but that actually historically belonged to moldova and therefore belonged to romania and mm -hmm. um, but the ukrainian or russian government has claimed it for themselves for some reason russia is like and still a bit farther away it's ukraine here yeah but bordering they, sort of, moldova. they for some reason have claimed for themselves or i think ukraine has claimed for themselves mm -hmm. uh whatever and the people there even though they're like historically and all Romanian and part of Moldova, they aren't allowed to speak Romanian uh, or haven't been allowed to speak Romanian for a long time. Maybe that's recently changed and only allowed to speak Russian and all that or Ukrainian. And yeah, that's a point where Romanian and Ukrainian people or Russian people are a bit, you know, don't exactly love each other either. <laughs> But it's definitely not as strong oh. as the rivalry between Hungary and mm -hmm. Romania. <laughs> oh man <laughs> and there's like did it get better over the past few decades or like hungary and romanian yeah. relationships or <laughs> no i don't think so okay. although i must say i i feel like much of it is just it's just for comical purposes i feel like mm -hmm. most people don't actually hate each other it's just it has almost become a tradition to, to okay. kind of hate on hungarian people And if someone, let's say, has a Romanian mother and an Hungarian father, you know, he's very prone to being bullied. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But even bullying in Romania isn't like... Yeah, I guess because if you're in Romania, you're the Hungarian. If, and if you're in Hungary, you're the Romanian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, yo, but I feel like even bullying isn't that... Isn't, isn't like in... It may be maybe in Germany in some place or in America where it's like really extreme and people get in depression and kill themselves mm -hmm. or whatever. I feel like even bullying in Romania is like very, very, very funny. It's just funny <laughs> for everyone and nobody really, okay. nobody really gets sad over anything. Um, so like also so the bully is having fun. <laughs> yeah, you can actually okay. just make those jokes and nobody takes them all too seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I actually remember... In, in sort of the village where my grandmother lives, there's a huge, um, like, how is it called? Soccer playing field, mm -hmm. um, which doesn't get, get used that often. There were actually professional games, but these days nobody actually uses it anymore. So, of course, you know, the, kid of, of, the kids of this village, we always met uh, at this soccer field and played football till, I don't know, Uh, 12 at night <laughs> and and you know there were some people as i said who were maybe half hungarian or uh, complete hungarians because where my grandma lives is actually like five minutes from the hungarian 
border mm-hmm. so there are many Hungarian people there and you know we would mock mock those guys and all and we would just laugh together and sometimes maybe someone would get uh, pissed off and kind of start yelling and stop that <laughs> shit and all that but you know nobody takes it seriously like it's it's just for fun I, I really liked it about Romains I feel like Romains don't get aren't so sensible and they don't just they, they don't start like crying or or feeling discriminated against or whatever mm. they just laugh along and it's a very chill atmosphere all right yeah thanks for all the impressions about romania then <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that i didn't ex- expect it that this episode would become like a interrogation <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i can't contribute that much about romanian culture or whatever because the only contact i have with romania is you let's <laughs> <Yeah>. say so <laughs> so oh, man. yeah but it, it i mean great. for me it was quite interesting to get to know uh, the country a bit better like even if it was just for half an hour here <laughs> yes it, it was great i hope I could offer some value and I hope I didn't say complete bullshit. I mean, maybe <laughs> some Romanian people will listen to this and be like, okay, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Okay, if you don't agree, then uh, you know where you can leave a comment. <laughs> exactly. Like down nice. in the description. Yeah, so we, we actually started out with why Italian and not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But okay, okay, okay. So we Spanish and Greek away. it was then. You can quickly like to round the episode up like uh, sure. say then why you want to learn Greek. Um so we went to Greece like I think 2 years ago and similar to Italy I just I, I can say I just fell in love or rather I just really felt at home there for some mm-hmm. reason. Um which you know was a an emotion I usually only felt in Romania <laughs> uh, that strongly also in Italy I At feel like really because just a, yeah <laughs> but just because the culture um, is so similar like uh, between uh, like Italian culture and Romanian culture or Romanian and Spanish culture mm-hmm. but also Spanish and kind of Greek culture is very similar and I, I so felt at home there and it it just pissed me off because I couldn't understand a word <laughs> you know it wasn't like in italy where i could at least kind of understand what they were referring to in mm-hmm. greece i just had absolutely no clue and it felt <laughs> terrible <laughs> and i just i just yeah i just promised myself that i'm gonna learn greek one day that's the whole story behind it well i guess you already have an advantage from school with all the with both the script and stuff <laughs> Greek letters and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maps. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I guess we can wrap the episode up then. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what what would what would you summarize here? Right? It's <laughs> we talked about a lot well, about would... languages and uh, also Romania most part. Yeah. I, I guess. I think <laughs> the the. Uh... <laughs> I would take away that this episode took a very unexpected turn. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I expected for us to maybe you know talk about some some philosophical topic mm. or some social questions or political questions, and we ended up 
talking about <laughs> languages in Romania, it, it took a very unexpected turn. Uh, but I'm really happy that we kind of did this experiment to just, just yeah. Let I mean, I like flow. that we can do it again. <laughs> sure, sometimes it will just be hard um, to find a title for the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the description um, because it was like all over the place. Maybe that's the description. <laughs> this episode mm. is called All Over the Place Part 1. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> All Over the Place uh, dash Romania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like Romania is all over the place, yeah. which which is true. <laughs> in some we cases. could make that a series. I mean, like a podcast series here. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. Um. But yeah, what, what would I summarize? As you said, we talked about about languages and why we wanted or want to learn certain languages and sort of Romanian culture. And I try to give a, I hope, accurate description or impression of, of Romania and you know the political and social situation there. And yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> this, as I said, very unexpected conversation. And mm -hmm. if you enjoyed it, as always, you can you can leave a comment or uh, you can leave some ideas for future episodes. And yeah, we're also very open about criticism. Please, yeah, <laughs> roast sure. us, please. Roast please our accents, us. roast our ideas, <laughs> make us cry, bully us. As long as it improves the podcast in some way. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think. Yeah, that's it. Right? Up now. <laughs> See you next week again. And thanks for listening if you made it up till here and didn't like turn off because Romania is not <laughs> interesting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.